episode three of my podcast, Sorry I'm Rambling, the podcast that has everything you weren't looking for and more. Each episode is going to have a little bit of everything and a whole lot of chaos. Last week, we talked about death and my personal experiences of how it went from being so distant to standing at the doorsteps of those closest to me. If you want to, go ahead and jump over to that episode, but you totally don't have to listen to it to understand today's episode, which is a little more lighthearted, and it's all about social media, performative activism, and standing celebrities. Before all of that jizz-jazz, I still have some chemistry to talk about, so strap in! So there's this cool little club for chemistry majors that meets every two weeks, Thursday nights, um, and also, if you didn't know I was a chemistry major, where have you been? Uh, yeah. Prior to COVID, the club would meet to prepare for an event that they had scheduled sometime soon, such as going to a local fraternity or sorority, or going to an elementary school and doing demos. These demos would range anywhere from the classic elephant toothpaste to instant Coke, the drink, just to be clear, uh, to reducing silver inside of a clear bulb and coating it, aka they made liquid silver and made it a shiny ornament. Um, Due to COVID, we mainly just do whatever demos we want when we meet, some of them being the ones we see on TikTok. Now, I've only been going to these meetings since this semester because last semester it wasn't super clear if they were meeting or not, and being the little first year that I am, I had no clue how the club like functioned and stuff, so I just said whatever and didn't really care. Uh, then this semester, there was a formal announcement about the first meeting. Ever since I've been going to the meetings and I've been having a blast making more friends in my major. Two weeks ago, we had our regular meeting and I had completed the safety trainings required to do the demos. So I got to set some things on fire, make some things go boom, you know, all that fun stuff as a chemistry major that you can't do in a lab, but you can do on your own. At the end of the meeting, the president of the club told us there were t-shirts to order, which I did because I'm a chem major, so why not? Um, but more importantly, at the next meeting, we will be holding elections. So she'll send out a Google form for us to nominate people. And I thought, ooh. But as a first year, I knew my place, so I didn't really think about nominating myself or any of my friends who also were first years. However, it turned out there were about six positions open, and there weren't many of us going to the meetings anyway, so my friend nominated me for a position. Uh, so when I got there at the next meeting, we only were going to do the elections. No practice demos, unfortunately. I brought my lab coat and everything. Very disappointed, but it's fine, because you'll see why I was not disappointed by the end of it. So we started off the elections with the lab manager, who would basically manage the labs, and the demos. Pretty self-explanatory. However, you also have to go through additional training, get keys to the building, and buy all the supplies needed for the demos. It's a little spicier than you think. My friend nominated me for this position, so I nominated myself as well, because why the heck not? Uh, I saw there were two other people when I got there that were also running for it. Another first-year guy that I knew, and a girl who was also in her second year. So, the current president asked if anybody else would like to nominate themselves. No one did. So then it was time to campaign, and neither of them wanted to go first, so I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna go first, why not? So I stand up, and I go off. I'm like, as the current president has said, we 
as freshmen are the future of this club. So why don't we start now? Why don't we start getting the ball rolling? Because the future is now. Thank you. And then I sat down and the other two still didn't really want to campaign in the words of the other of the other freshman guy. He was like, oh, I don't want to follow that one up. And then the sophomore girl was like, nope, I don't either. And then the sophomore girl was like, do you just want it? And I was like, huh? I was taken aback and then I was like, sure, why not? So you are now listening to the lab manager of the chemistry major club. Yes, yes, I know. Feel honored. Thank you. Anyways, stop it, okay? Stop it. However, that's not where the spicy stuff really happened at this meeting. So we went through a couple more roles, then we reached secretary. My friend, who's also a first year, was nominated along with the current secretary, who has been doing it for three years now and is in her third year of college. The junior girl wasn't there, but my friend still did a little speech. Uh, no one wanted to vote right away, so we kept moving along. We mainly didn't want to vote because the junior girl wasn't there, and we didn't really like know what to do, so we just kept going. Then, the president was up for a vote, and the sophomore girl from earlier was nominated along with the junior girl. We decided to wait a bit, but the junior girl never showed, so we jumped back to the secretary. And since we were actually voting, my friend had to leave the room. The current president and the older students talked about how the current secretary was actually being a little inconsistent, but she's the only one who has experience prior to COVID, which is very different from experience during COVID since we mainly didn't really do anything. But they didn't want to vote against her since she didn't, if she didn't have a role, she might get upset and just leave the club entirely, and then we'd kind of be swimming in the deep end with absolutely no guidance and no floaties. So, don't really want that. Um, but we didn't really want to vote, but we obviously had to. So, shockingly, two of the three older students voted for my friend, not the current secretary, which I was really shook by, uh, still am shook. Then another first year also voted against the secretary, and there were six of us voting, and I was like, uh, I guess I'll vote for my friend. So I did a little string vote, and I voted yes. So my friend is now the secretary. So, there still was the issue of president. So for the role of president, the sophomore girl gave a quick little speech, then left the room. The, the deliberation was a bit different. Di I can't speak on this. I don't know how I'm doing a podcast and I can't even speak. The deliberation was a little bit different since it was clear most of us wanted to have the sophomore girl, not the junior secretary, as president. So we had to come up with a new role called the demo master, who would work along with the lab manager and it would be kind of similar. Um, luckily, we came to this consensus and we're super happy with it. So that was kind of the end of the 2021-2022 election. Nonetheless, that was the most drama I've ever experienced in chemistry. Knock on wood. Now, you know what's just as spicy and dramatic as that chemistry drama? The book wreck for this week, which is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chbosky. I always describe this book to my mom because every time I'm reading a book, I always would talk to my mom about it because I love talking about books and no one else talks about it because no one else is reading it, but my mom always likes to listen. So, hi mom, love you. 
Um, but yeah, as I would be reading it, I always described it to her as hauntingly beautiful. It discusses many heavy topics, so caution is definitely advised, but you totally will not regret if you do read it. The themes discussed in this book are absolutely beautiful, yet difficult to talk about, but they're so, so necessary. Many times it hit me so hard after reading just like a paragraph or so that I had to physically set down the book, get up and walk away, and I would just think about what I just read because it was just so heavy and it was just a lot to take in. It's unlike any book I've ever read. Definitely not number one, but it is definitely in the top 10 for sure. And just like with any of the other book recs, please, please, please tell me if you read any of them because I love talking about books and I love discussing all the themes about them. So please, 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 please read these books and please talk to me about them. Now, enough of me spilling the chemical tea and crying over beautiful books. Now is the time where I set aside the script for the most part and be a little bit more candid about today's actual topic. The bare minimum of performative activism and the toxicity of standing people for it. So as like everybody has seen, there kind of has been a really big boom in activism from my generation of like Gen Z and then like the millennials as well are kind of getting on it. So good for them. Um, but Gen Z especially, we are jumping on this train of activism and we are being the conductors and we are going for it. And it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely love it. And that's not what I'm going to be talking about and ranting about today, because I think it's absolutely amazing and it needs to be done more. And it needs to be amplified. But as we have also all seen, people constantly post on their Instagram stories. There's all these different little Instagram posts, but there's a lot of issues with these, in my opinion. I will say personally, I don't really post anything on my Instagram story because I've come to the conclusion after talking with some other people that really nothing comes out of it for when I post it. Not necessarily for me, but for the people I'm trying to advocate for, you know? But sometimes it does initiate a conversation. But the thing is, too, is that a conversation is only helpful if it actually is a conversation and not a whole blown argument. And mainly what I would be getting into is whole arguments. And then on top of that, a lot of my followers are in accordance with what I'm thinking. They are also posting a lot of the same posts. So really, if I'm posting it, all it's showing is that, yeah, I stand with you. But the issue is, is I've already posted that stuff. I post it here and there and everything. So for me to just keep flooding everybody's Instagram stories, because I can guarantee you, probably a good 99% of my followers are just tapping through their Instagram stories like I do every single day. And that's such a big issue, is that everybody isn't making these Instagram posts as important as they should be, because they just keep posting one after another, after another, after another, after another. And I get it that a lot of these have really useful information, but we gotta pick and choose a little bit here. Because then if you have like eight things on your Instagram story, people are just going to keep tapping through. And the people who are tapping through are the people who need to read it and see it. Because the people who aren't tapping through are the ones who have already posted it and who already have the same beliefs and ideologies as you. 
So that's where it gets a little hard for me to be like, oh, I'm just going to put this to my story, put this one to my story, because it's not going to do anything. And that's where I'm going to talk about a little bit how activism looks different for everybody else. So my activism has definitely been a lot more of initiating conversations with people rather than posting stuff on Instagram. Like a lot of the time I have conversations with my parents. They definitely have different political backgrounds than I do. And sometimes it gets a little intense, but they're conversations that need to happen. And that needs to happen with more people. And I'm always open to those conversations with people, but I always have to take a step back when it starts to turn into an argument. I think that's something that a lot of people need to recognize as well, is that you shouldn't ever let anything turn into attacking people. Because an argument, because a conversation turns into an argument where people stop having any respect for the other person. Granted, some of these people that I might be talking to do not deserve the respect that I'm giving them because they are basically saying they don't care about other people. And that's a lot of what this comes down to sometimes, that you need to teach people how to care for other people. But at the end of the, end of the day, you have to try a little harder and continue to give them some sort of respect so that it doesn't turn to that argument. And that's what like I kind of do for like my activism, I guess. And like I said, activism looks different for everyone else. So what I might be doing is probably not going to work for everybody else because a lot of people have severe social anxiety and cannot be doing that because that is definitely an overload and definitely super scary. So sometimes though, those Instagram posts are what people's activism are. But again, we have to keep in mind, activism isn't just what's most comfortable for you because a lot of these people, a lot of these marginalized groups, it's never been comfortable for them to be advocating for themselves for their entire life. So we have to push ourselves a little bit out of the comfort zone. But now let's get a little bit more into performative activism, you know, where people are just kind of posting those posts to be like, well, I posted this. I can't be racist. I can't be homophobic. I can't be transphobic. I posted this. There we go. Checked it off. And that's basically what performative activism is activism is, is just checking off a little box on your list of things to do that day. And one good example is TikTok, of course, a TikTok example. So there was this man on TikTok. He did a little post. I'm not going to be super specific. I don't really want to like drag any drama into this, but he was like, he had this little music going on in the background and it was about countries and stuff. And he would be underneath this thing where I'm legal versus I'm illegal. And when it came to a country that he was legal in, he would jump over there, of course, as a gay man. And at first I was like, okay, I guess. Um, and then I saw it more and more on my For You page of people stitching it. And every single one of them was talking about how this is severe performative activism because he's not adding anything to the conversation. That's where activism, like real activism, is different from performative activism. Performative activism is just for show because you're putting on a performance. And that's what a lot of the people said when they stitched it. They said he's like filing his nails and he's not even filing them correctly, somebody pointed out. And he's just like looking away. He has this whole attitude to it. And it's nothing more than just a performance for people to watch on TikTok. 
And obviously people aren't going to hate on it because he's trying to hate on homophobia. But also a lot of people are talking about how he's trying to alienate those other countries. Rather than trying to add anything to the conversation of homophobia, he's just talking about how he's illegal in these other countries. Now, adding on to another situation that I saw as well, that I didn't see as much talking about it because it wasn't as obvious of a performance. So I would just like to preface, this is going to be about James Charles. I'm not going to get too much into the situation, but I do not condone any of the things he did, especially his apology, my God. But this man on TikTok that I saw, I was scrolling through my For You page, he was talking about James Charles. And he was talking about how he didn't understand how James Charles, like, just, just can't talk to, like, minors. I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, it should be, like, pretty easy. Like, come on. Uh, but then he goes on to talk about how he's like, oh, sometimes I have, like, these underage boys signing my DMs, and I always ask them where they go to school first so I know. I'm like, okay, let's talk about this a little bit, of how great you're doing the bare minimum awesome what what else oh that's it that's it okay so what i'm gonna do is i'm not gonna like that video and i'm just gonna keep scrolling because him talking about the fact that he isn't going after underage boys who are sliding into his dms like how james charles is that doesn't make you a good person that just makes you a decent human being there is a difference. Just because someone over here did this and you aren't doing it and what they did was bad does not make you a good person, okay? And you pointing that out honestly makes you worse of a person because it shouldn't have to be said. It shouldn't be have to be said that you should make sure you know somebody's age before you start DMing them. So the fact that this man on TikTok was talking about how he was able to do it so it should be just as easy for James Charles. You're not adding anything to the conversation, sweetie. You need to start having a different one. And that's where we need to start focusing on more. Are we adding stuff to the conversation? A lot of the time, the answer is a resounding no. Because sometimes we think we're initiating good conversations, we're adding more information. But unless you're educating someone on the information about a situation, or you're giving some sort of link to more information or go fund me or something of the like you're not helping you're just making the situation probably worse and that's where a lot of conversations become super duper forced when there's a situation that happens publicly on twitter a lot of people will at people and be like why aren't you talking about this why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing this a lot of the time those people are already condemning it behind closed doors you don't need to worry about them because sometimes the situations it's not like a situation of like, oh, this person has a GoFundMe, this person has this, and this, and this link. Sometimes it's just a more isolated situation. And they don't need to say anything. You don't have to force them to rehash it out on Twitter in 280 characters or less, okay? That's not your problem, and it's not theirs. They don't need to talk about it if they don't feel comfortable talking about it. Now, there are other situations where people do need to speak out, they do need to be using their platform and posting links and stuff, where it's more of a national or international situation. I'm trying not to like go into specifics because I don't want to like set off any triggers or anything. Um, 
But one kind of example of where a celebrity definitely needed to talk about a situation was KJ Apa. So I remember, again, I don't know how I can't talk yet. I have a podcast. Um, I remember when at the beginning of May, a lot of people were like asking KJ Apa, why aren't you posting? Why aren't you posting about Black Lives Matter? Why are you posting about Black Lives Matter? When he definitely should be. He has an extremely large Instagram platform and he should be posting links. He should be posting all these different GoFundMe's. He should be posting information that is adding to the conversation. And he was saying how he didn't have to. And wow, did that show his white privilege because he was able to opt out of the conversation. And that honestly just made it even worse because then when he actually did do something, he was forced into it and it wasn't even legitimate really. So there's really no point in trying to force these conversations because it just makes it worse for everybody else. Because then on top of that, when he did actually do something, people were thanking him because guess what? Doing the bare minimum now is worthy of praise, absolute praise. No, no, it's not. If you couldn't hear that sarcasm, um, I think we need to be having a little bit of a different conversation here, maybe on next week's episode, uh, which comes out every Saturday. But <laughs> sorry for that shameless plug. But the issue is, is that so many people are praising the bare minimum of activism, of tweeting out a single tweet in 280 characters or less that does absolutely nothing unless you are posting links or you're giving additional information and sources you need to be talking more about the situation don't just talk about it like in the sense of just like very surface level basic like this behavior is unacceptable and i condemn it and it's absolutely horrible what they did great everybody's in agreement so let's move on from that part and talk about here's what you can do and here's what I'm doing to help the situation. For example, on TikTok, again, lots of TikTok examples today, there was this lady as I was scrolling through my For You page and she was she did such a good job. I think it was an amazing message because she immediately was super loud in the beginning. She was like, please, please, please stop scrolling. This is really, really important. And she's talking really fast about a situation and she's explaining everything that she's doing, everything that, like, she's talking about the situation, what you should be doing as a viewer. And honestly, it was absolutely amazing message. And she also talked about having a link tree as well that you can go to find all these useful links. And I think that, honestly, that's real activism right there. Because not only are you talking about it, you're adding to the conversation, you're helping further, like, everybody who's involved in the situation. And then there was this other girl on TikTok that I saw, and she took away, she usually kind of has this character that she plays up a little bit. Um, and she kind of took away this character, and she just talked very seriously about a situation. And she also talked about how she has a link tree, and she was talking about how she was sorry that uh, TikTok might take it down. But hopefully if it's up, please go in to the link tree and go to all these sources. And guys, stop thanking people for the bare minimum. Because these people are going above the bare minimum, and they aren't even getting noticed. Those people are the ones we need to thank. Those are the ones that need to be put on blast because they are actually helping, and they're giving useful links, useful sources, all of the above. Because again, they're not just talking about it, they're adding to the conversation. And I think we need to realize that 
our generations are making change happen. Like, look at the fact that there was a Trump rally in 2020 that was, like, completely sold out because a bunch of K-pop stands decided we can just buy tickets and not go because they're free. So, like, let's raise our expectations, guys, because I see so many people on Twitter every single day praising people for doing the absolute bare minimum, and it hurts to read it, and it hurts to watch it. Because again, changes are being made. So stop letting your expectations just sit on the ground like they always have been. Change your expectations like the changes that are being made in the nation, internationally, because we need to start hyping up the people who are actually doing stuff. We need to put those people on blast and let everybody see it happening, rather than just retweeting the really basic stuff. Because again, activism looks different for everyone, including celebrities, but they have a platform that they need to be using. And those who are actually using it are the ones that we need to be like putting on blast, like I said. So although I am loving the activism that I've seen recently from friends and celebrities on platforms and stuff such as TikTok and Twitter, that is not the newest love language of the week. As I'm typing this, I'm listening to a mashup of Katy Perry's The One That Got Away and Marina and the Diamonds, How to Be a Heartbreaker. And it is so beautiful. I'm going to be listening to it for weeks. Weeks! And someone in the comments described it as the end of the movie, but it's not happy and it's not sad. It's just the end. And honestly, I think that's super accurate. So y'all should definitely go listen to it. It's like... I don't remember where, oh wait, I do remember where I heard it. I heard it, I heard it on TikTok, and I hear so many of my new songs recently on TikTok, and I go and I look them up, and they're just absolutely beautiful. And again, please, please, please listen to it. If you do, let me know what you think. But wow, that kind of was a lot. Like, a lot, a lot happening in a very short amount of time. But oh my gosh, I need to end the episode. So, thank you so much for listening to my random rants and thoughts, but stay tuned for next week's episode because, drumroll please, I said drumroll please, I'm saying please, thank you, um, I'm going to have a guest, let me know what you think we're going to be talking about and any guesses of who you think it's going to be. Make sure to follow me on my social media at says 2 on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. Like I said before, there will be new episodes every Saturday, and make sure to look out for next week's extra special one. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. <laughs>